Welcome to the Mavericks Minute Podcast. It is Monday, October 24th, 2016. I am your host, Ian Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Ian underscore Smith underscore NBA. And uh, go ahead and give me, a, give me a shout there. I'd love to hear what you guys are talking about, see how you guys are feeling about this season of the Dallas Mavericks. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll have a little bit of a discussion there, man. So... It is Monday, one day until the NBA regular season starts against the Pacers. And uh, preseason didn't go as planned. 0-7, I mean, same as last year. But we did get the 7th seed into the playoffs. So there is hope, guys. Preseason doesn't mean much. I mean, we're just trying to get guys out there, rotate them around, see who's uh, going to be, be able to play for us. So with that said, grab yourself something to drink, sit back, relax, and we're going to go ahead and uh, get this thing started. So first thing I want to talk to you guys about is Harrison Barnes. Um, he's averaging seven points, three brown, rebounds in 20 minutes. Uh, shooting only 27% from the floor. I mean, that's your that's your backup guy money, if honestly NBA money. I mean, not definitely not $94 million for a year contract. He's got an 8% trade kicker on that, so trading, once again, doesn't look good. Your CBA might be happening. There might be some sort of potential amnesty. If you continue these numbers up, I could definitely see that happening as far as if that's an option, we would take it. We did, however, from the Golden State Warriors, get Andrew Bogut, $11.2 million, one-year contract, and uh, he's been a lot more productive. When you're talking about uh, points per minute, you know, or even points per dollar at this point, he's been a lot better for us. I mean, he's been, you know, a monster on the glass. He's coming in there with vigor. He's coming in there with an attitude that he wants to. Not saying that Harrison Barnes doesn't, but it's not transferring onto the floor. So if there's a shining light to this offseason, I'd have to say it's going to be bogus. It's not going to be Harrison Barnes. So coming up there, you, you have all the money that you've spent. You have your $94 million that you've thrown at Harrison Barnes. Hopefully you can make something out of him. If I could get production out of him that we were getting, or we thought that Chandler Parsons was going to make, I mean, I'd be happy. The guy's not not an all-star. He, he, he's, not a, he's not a Hall of Fame candidate by any stretch of the means. And he's getting paid Hall of Fame money. And that's going to come back and bite us, honestly. So what can you expect this season as far as your starting lineup? Well, they've already released the starting lineup there for the Pacers, so we already have a good idea. Bogut's going to be at at the center position. You got Dirk sitting the power forward as usual. I've been that way for damn near twenty years at this point. Uh, Harrison Barnes, Wesley Matthews, and D. Will at the point. Now, D. Will is looking a lot better. I mean, he's coming. Uh, he's coming off a second year. You know, with us, he understands the system. Rick seems to be giving him a little bit more leeway on uh, running that offense. Wesley Matthew, he's a year removed from his injury. That's good. So uh, hopefully we're going to see some improvement from him as well. Uh, Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes, hopefully getting in the actual rhythm of the NBA season. He's going to be able to put up at least, I hope, 15 a game. If not putting up 15 a game, get that 27% up. I mean, that that's it's a, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's unreasonable how low that, that, that number is. So Vegas, with all of our acquisitions, has, uh, has thrown us at 39.5 games this year as well we're going to win we're not even going to match next year now i don't really i I really think that that's that's a little low not just because i'm a homer but just because i mean we have a lot of we have some new guys who are improvements over the season right rick carlisle is great at you know squeezing every last ounce of mediocre players okay 
Dirk's still going to be Dirk. I mean, he, his game's not based off athleticism, it's skill. So I really don't see why, you know, we're going to be losing games because of him particularly. We've added Andrew Bogut. He's a lot better at defense than Zaza was. And uh, Parsons, Andrew, or, uh, Parsons isn't here anymore. And so then hopefully Harrison Barnes can go and be on the floor. That's an improvement already. I mean, just not being hurt. So, honestly, I, I went ahead and took a look at this. I'm predicting 43 games this year. I mean, that's one more than we won last year. I'm thinking, you know, that that's that's right. We've made some upgrades. I mean, we've got some guys on the bench there who are pretty good as well. You have, what, Seth Curry has kind of been lighting it up lately. Justin Anderson, I mean, he's one year under his belt. Uh, Wes, like I said, is getting better for, um, off of his injury. And uh, I I think that they're kind of – they're missing the, the Rick Carlisle effect particularly. I mean, you take a look at what he's been able to go and produce with these people that he's had ever since 2011 on. And uh, I think that we can go ahead and get – one more game than last year. If we win under, if we win less than forty games, uh, that that'd be a travesty. I think that we're going to be a little bit better than that. I told you guys the starting lineup at the beginning of the season against the Pacers and kind of what we're going to roll with. I'd see for the first half of the season, but I think midseason we're going to have some changes, and it might become sooner than this. But I say by a half halfway through, we're going to be looking at two really big changes in the Mavericks lineup. Uh, Bogut's going to be there, barring injury. Uh, Dirk, he's going to be there, well, you know, barring injury, of course. Now, Harrison Barnes, once again, if we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, beat a dead horse here, if he does not improve to what I'd say at least 15, 16, 17 points a game, I mean, getting that shooting percentage up, I think he's going to be replaced by Anderson. I mean, this is an opportunity right now to go ahead and get a young guy in the starting lineup and, uh, Get him some good experience. I mean, I already see him probably leading the second unit out there. But uh, if we can get him some starting minutes, and if Bogut, or not Bogut, but uh, if Harrison Barnes is not producing where he's wanting, where we're wanting him to, then I could definitely see that change happening. Wes, I think he's going to be a lot better this year. He's coming off of his injury, his Achilles injury, and um, he seems extremely determined to go ahead and get back to the player that he once was. Don't see that happening, but I think he's going to be a very solid contributor for us and at the point position I Darren Williams he uh I don't know really the best way to say this but he's he's had two years two seasons now one with Brooklyn and one with us where his injuries haven't been that bad and I really think that there's going to be something coming up here I mean I I just have a real feeling about it and it's it's you look at his history the guys had so many injuries between Utah New, New, New Jersey, Brooklyn, the same team there. but uh, And he's even got a hurt with us here at Dallas. I, I think something major is going to be coming along. A guy's getting up there. You know, he's on the wrong wrong side of 30. And uh, I really believe that uh, we're going to be having some problems at that point. So who do you want running, you know, your offense whenever D-Will goes down? And I really think that's J.J. J.J. Barea, he, he's been there every single time that, you know, something has happened. And I could see, you know, even with minor injuries for D-Will, I, I could definitely see him coming up into that. And I could see Rick, if we, you know, if we're comfortable where we're at as far as win records and uh, we're ahead of schedule more or less as far as getting into the playoffs, I could definitely see him running 
JJ for the rest of the year. And keeping D-Will healthy, because we're going to need him during the, uh, the playoffs. I mean, both these guys are aged veterans, so time off's not going to be that big of a deal. Get him a game in the end of the season to go ahead and shake the shake the rust off of D-Will. And <clears throat> go ahead and throw him on in there. It won't be that big of a problem. So I could definitely see J.J. Barea getting extended minutes halfway through the year and uh, letting D- Darren get some rest for injuries or just because, I mean, the guy's getting up there and he's getting old. So... Hopefully, you know, it doesn't come down to that, but I could definitely see it happening. So past this year, uh, I mean, we uh, you could probably consider this year not, not going as planned. I mean, we were looking at getting Hassan Whiteside, Mike Conley. We never really put the bid in for the uh, the Kevin Durant sweet stays there just because I know that uh, Mark Cuban uh, made a couple comments there that he didn't like. So what's the point of even throwing your hat into that when you've already pissed him off as much as you have? Um, coming down the wire, I know uh, I was reading an article the other day about DeMarcus Cousins. He's going to be a free agent in 2018. And we are expected to uh, go after him heavy, and we do have a shot. You go ahead and look at Sacramento. I mean, their management's just god-awful joke of the league. So you know he's going to be going somewhere. So Dallas, you throw a good offer at him. You give him a sense of stability. You give him a sense that you're going to try to uh, create something around him and get him you know, who he wants to be able to create a contender. I could see it happening. And that would be the first time that we got a center. Probably by 2018, we're looking at if Dirk is playing in 2018 one more year. So it's a possibility for him coming this way. But everyone else still has a shot at getting to Marcus Cousins as well. I mean, the one team I can guarantee you he is not coming back to unless things change dramatically is Sacramento. So you have, you know, all the other teams in the NBA who are going to be throwing that bid in there. And Dallas is always in the mix as far as all these big free agents and everything, and we always seem to, you know, swing and miss. So we we have a shot, but everybody else has a shot as well. I really think what we need to do to, do to become a successful team post-Dirk is going to be building through the draft. Now, if you look at our, uh, our recent draft picks, actually not even recent, go after Dirk. Just choose after Dirk. After Dirk's draft back in, I think it was 98. You look at that, and you see all of the draft picks that we have selected. I mean, you don't know any of these guys. And the guys that you do know aren't playing for us. I think J.J., we got him through the draft. Um, Darren Devin Harris. No, we didn't get Devin Harris through the draft. Um, let's take a look at basketball reference, and I know that we had uh, Kelly Olenek. We picked him. That was the name I recognized, and Tyler Zeller. I mean, besides that, it was a whole bunch of guys that are, you know, one and done. A couple years ago, we wasted a pick on uh, Sottenham Singh. What, where's that guy? I mean, he's sitting there in the Texas Legends. He ain't doing anything for us. So we need to uh, – I don't know who makes the decisions in the draft, if it's going to be our scout or if it's Donnie or if it's Mark, but they need to go ahead and take scouting 101 to try to go and get something wrapped up into here because we're not going to be a successful franchise unless you can go build mediocre through the draft. So let's go ahead and wrap this on up, guys. I want it to be quick, short, to the point. Um, <clears throat> let's do some way too early playoff predictions. I, I see forty-three games won, like I saw before, or like I said before, and uh, I think that's going to be based off mainly Rick Carlisle. I mean, that guy is a magician. Uh, I see us in the seventh seed of the playoffs. Uh, going to probably be facing the Clippers, I imagine. I don't think that the Spurs are going to be able to go and keep their keep their hold on power. Granted, we've been saying that for five years now and they still seem to go and get their guys on up there and seem to uh, be able to 
you know, make some ruckus there in the in the playoffs. But I think with the loss of uh, Tim Duncan, I think with Lamarcus Aldridge maybe not fitting in as well as as planned or hoped, I think that uh, the Clippers might be able to go ahead and get something seated up there. I know it's their last chance, really. I mean, you got Chris Paul is only going to be so good for so long. He's he's definitely uh, he's hitting that age. So I see his face in the Clippers. I think we're going to be probably losing in six games. If, um, I think if we're going to have a shot to get in the second round, it would be against the Clippers, since history's told us that they're fairly inconsistent as far as playing. But, you know, we'll go from there. Six games, and uh, we'll probably be looking at the offseason at that time, guys. Hate to be the Debbie Downer, but uh, I'm thinking that's kind of where we're at. So thank you for listening to the Mavericks Minute Podcast. Once again, this is Ian Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at Ian underscore Smith underscore NBA. We will be back with you soon.